Sex Unshamed. Hey, what's going on? You're looking for a podcast that unshamed sex. I think we can help. Don't talk. Just listen. Listen. The most stimulating podcast on the internet. Ah. Now zip up and put your headphones on. You're listening to Sex Unshamed. We're kind of kinky. Here's your host, Sean Lee. Hello, my loves. It's Sean Lee. And I am so really honored to be able to bring you this show today. So as you know, I'm all about sex and fun and acceptance of all things. And today I want to talk to you about your kids. Now, before anybody gets, you know, any ideas in their head, I want to be clear. We're not having a pedophilia show because, as I say, nothing is off limits. That's an off limit for me. Like, that's a no. We don't have those conversations because I don't personally want to promote anything that would ever hurt children. But I want to talk to you about if you have kids that are super young or you have kids that are teenagers or preteens. And I want to talk to you especially if you were one of those kids. So as you know, I was raised by swinger parents, and so for many years I was in the swinging lifestyle, which didn't suit me. And then I declared I was polyamorous because I was married to someone and I wanted more relationships, and I have so much respect for the kink community. Because as I have been able to joyfully move through each of these different communities, I realize that the kink community, and I've said this for a long time, can teach the rest of the world how to behave. So what I mean by that is in the swinging lifestyle, for example, no means no, as it should. In any lifestyle, it should mean that. But in the swinging lifestyle, if somebody, you know, reaches out to touch you and you say no, the answer is no. But in the kink community, nobody touches until someone says yes. They're so big on acceptance and consent that I just find that a really joyful place to be. Now, having said that, when I first started even talking to people in the kink community, one of the things I really learned was that a lot of the people in the community had fantasies about tying up their babysitters or tying up the girl next door or, or you know, a lot of the, the femdoms are like, I just want to beat up all the boys. And I never had any of that personally, but I put out on Facebook, and if you're part of the Facebook group Sex Unshamed, then you might remember seeing this. If you're not, you should become part of the Facebook group because we have some great conversations in there. But I put out, I wanted you to send me your, your fantasies and I wanted you to send me your kinks. And I got a letter from someone that I want to talk to you about if you're a parent, because I want you to think about how you might react if this were your kid. One of our listeners actually wrote in and said he has a pantyhose fetish. Now, I did some Googling, and there's a difference between a nylon fetish, which is somebody who really digs nylon and likes the way it feels and to tie someone up with it. And then there's a pantyhose fetish, which is usually men who have it, and they like the smell of pantyhose or they like the look of women's legs in pantyhose and they get turned on by seeing women wear pantyhose. This young man, when he was 10 or 11, got caught sniffing his mother's pantyhose. And I gotta tell you, I thought, oh, that must have been mortifying. I mean, can you just like imagine yourself at that age and you're with your mom's pantyhose and boom, she walks in, you're like, oh, fuck balls, now what, right? So I have so much respect for writing in on this topic. And so when I responded, I said, you know, that, that's such an interesting story because his point was is that he has a pantyhose kink now. And I said, what did your mother do? Because you know, if you send me something, I find it interesting. I got questions, man. And here's where I want you to, I want you to just pause when, because when I tell you what she did, I know that my first reaction was, what? What? I said, what did your mom do? And he said, she sat there with me and she let me sniff them as long as I wanted to. And he ended up doing it all of his high school years. Now, I did not clarify with him, but I suspect the answer to that is probably no that his mom didn't always sit with him 
when, you know, he sniffed her pantyhose. But that one time, mom had a choice. And I got to tell you, my first reaction was if I saw my kid sniffing my pantyhose, I might be like, what are you doing? And then I got really ashamed of myself because I'm a sex unshamed podcaster for crying out loud. This is what I do. I accept people for who they are. And in accepting people who they are, that means your kids too. I tried to put myself in that mother's shoes and maybe you could kind of sit there for a second. Uh, but just think about for a second what you might have done or what you might have said. Would you have snatched the pantyhose out of their hands and said, what are you doing? And the mom that I was back then might have done just that. The mom that I am today would never do that. But I was a little shocked. But I thought, what a wonderful gift she gave him. And that's what I'm going to encourage here as we talk about some other letters that I got and some other things that have come up. She didn't shame him. She didn't say, oh my God, how could you do this? She didn't parade him in front of her parents or his dad or whatever and say, you know, can you believe your child was doing this? She just kind of said, well, this is your thing. And I'm going to sit here with you and hold a safe space for you so that you don't feel ashamed of who you are. And as a mom, that's the best gift you can give your kid. Now, if you've listened to me for a long time, you might remember the episode that I did with my kid because I raised a gay kid in Oklahoma, of all places, where the Bible Belt reigned supreme and being gay at that time was not okay. And it took a lot from all of us to make sure that he felt comfortable with who he was. And now they are non-binary, gay, and poly, and so I'm supposed to say who they are, and I'm working on that. If your kid comes and shows up with this weird kink, like I have a girlfriend whose child used to masturbate in public and each grew up to be an exhibitionist. So the people who you were then are still kind of the people you are today. And if you're kinky, chances are your kid is too. Because whether you've discussed your kinks or not with your children, I promise you they know. You know, I was, like I mentioned, I was in the uh, swinging lifestyle for a number of years. And even though we never did anything in front of our kid, we never even did anything while he was in the house, he somehow knew we were non-monogamous. And I'll tell you what, I knew with my parents as well. I never saw anything. I never heard anything. But I promise you, I knew they were non-monogamous. So if you're kinky and you've got kids, you can bet your kids are kinky. And what a wonderful way to have an opportunity to gently have a conversation. Now, what I'm not saying is to, you know, hey, you're kinky because I listened to this podcast and she said you must be kinky too. I'm not saying that. I'm saying when you see the signs, maybe your son has girls underwear in his room and it's not because he's got a bunch of girlfriends. Or maybe you're one of those parents who notices your belts keep missing. Things like that. Any, any number of those things. But like I said, when I talk to some of the kinky people, especially the dominant ones, they talk about having these fantasies for as long as they can remember. Now, I'm not suggesting that if you're a parent that you turn around and say, hey, so you want to tie people up, huh? Which girl would you like to tie up today? That's not what I mean. I mean, give them a place that it's okay, even if it's in their mind. My audience is really only for 18 and up. But if there's parts of this that you want your kids to hear, this would be kind of the part you'd want them to hear. There's a forum online for kids, and it talks about what do we do when we feel these weird sexual things. And I want to read to you what this young man wrote in, because I think it's important. I've had a kink slash fantasy for a while now, and even though it's kind of just a fantasy, it really disgusts me because it's weird and gross. I really, 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 really wish I could be 100% vanilla, because after thinking about it and masturbating, I actually feel like throwing up, and once I actually did. I want to be normal, and I hate it so much. I don't even know why I have it, but I want it gone. Because if ever someone romantically, because if I ever find someone romantically, I don't want to be around them with this is in my head. 
Please help me. Is there a way to get rid of liking this? I've been there. Maybe not in kinky fantasies, but I felt that same level of shame. I didn't want people to find out that I was a swinger when I didn't, you know, know who I was. I didn't want anyone to know what I was doing. And that's the same thing here. And there are a lot of people in this world who do things in their head that they're so ashamed of because they think people can know what they're thinking. And people will guess. And maybe this thought that's in our head will take over and we'll do something really stupid and hurt somebody we love. So let me say this. Silence and secrets are the way to shame. And I'm not suggesting that you announce your, your kink to everyone in the world. But I am suggesting you give yourself a break. Because if you listen to my Dirty Kink show, and if y'all listen to that show, you know that the first thing I said when I read that letter I got from a fan, I could barely get through the letter. Because for me, it was so not me. It was something that made my stomach turn. But this is that guy's kink, and this is his fantasy. And I will post a link to the Dirty Kink show because I'm not going to repeat what he wanted to do. <laughs> because it, it just unsettled me so much. But it didn't unsettle him. And he could be a CEO of a multi-million dollar corporation, for all you know. He could be your neighbor. He could be the lady that, you know, picks up your kids from school. He could be anyone. Because all of us have things that we go, holy fuck, how'd that enter my head? And really, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what comes in your head. It doesn't matter what you do with it as long as you don't infringe on anyone else's good time. But to be clear, especially to this young man who wrote in on this forum, if you have a kink, I promise you someone else has it. Like, I got to tell you, I encourage you really to listen to my dirty kink show that I did with Amanda several months ago. Because I didn't know that people had certain kinks like that. And the other thing is, if you've been exposed to something at a young age, and I'm not suggesting there's anything wrong with anyone, but if you've been exposed to something at a young age, you might think that's what you like because you never stop to think about what you like. And I know women are guilty of this. I say that as having joined this crowd of women. Because boys will be boys in the bathroom and nobody really rushes them out of the bathroom, do they? But God forbid a girl get a vibrator when she's 14 years old. God forbid she figure out where her pleasure is before a boy touches her. See, I really, I really have some interesting ideas that a lot of people kind of get a little affronted about. But I got to tell you, most children, and I say children in the, in the context of from 8 to about 12, they stopped, getting they stopped getting touched sensually. And I don't mean sexually. I mean cuddles, sitting on, the, sitting on daddy's lap, you know, snuggling with mom. About that age, things start, stop happening, right? So when they're 12 and 13 and 14, and the first person of the opposite sex that's age-appropriate comes along and kisses them for the first time. And I promise you, if you think 12 is young to get a first kiss, these kids are doing it at 5 and 8 and 9. And so that first kiss comes along, and they hold your hand, and your, and your stomach goes flip-flop. And then maybe before you know it, you're going farther than you intended to because it's the first time anybody's cuddled you. There's a lot of people out there who will talk about childhood sexual trauma. And there's a lot of people who will talk about the fact that, you know, these sex and children should never mix. And I'm going to say whether you like it or not, they're mixing. And whether you agree with what they think or not, it's happening. 
And if there's something seriously wrong, like, you know, somebody wants to kill someone else for the sexual pleasure of it, yeah, therapy might be a good idea. But if someone gets caught sniffing their mother's panties, does it make them a deviant? Or does it make them curious? You know, for many years, people talked about having a crush on your teacher. Isn't that kind of the same thing? All I'm saying is that when we are talking about children, we have to talk to our children. Because whether they are two and being told that, yes, you can touch all your private parts, sweetheart, but you need to do that in your bed in your room. Or if we're talking about our preteens and our older teens who don't know what the fuck to do when they have these thoughts that they don't know what they're supposed to do with. They can't talk to their parents because most parents aren't like you. And they're not like me. Most parents aren't listening to this and saying, oh, I should probably have a conversation with my kid. When we talk about taking the shame away from things, you have to take your shame away first. As a mom, we blame ourselves for everything our kid does, don't we? If they do something amazing, they're great. If they do something terrible, we're terrible parents, right? And sniffing your pantyhose is not that terrible when you break it down. It might be not something that you're into. Maybe not something that, you're appealed to, uh, that appeals to you. It might be something you're a little embarrassed about. But if you can show up like that mom did and not embarrass that kid, I will tell you that the person who this was from is a well-adjusted, perfectly normal, heterosexual man who to this day still has a kink about pantyhose. And so his girlfriend wears pantyhose. But how different would things have been if his mom had shamed him? So to the young man who wrote in on the forum, I want you to know, whatever you're thinking, whatever you're feeling, there's somebody out there that has that too. And if you want to message me privately, I'm happy to have a conversation with you. Because no matter what, if you're not hurting anyone else, sex should not be shameful. And if you're not in a relationship as this young man clearly is not, and I'm talking to the parents now, if your relationship isn't in a place where you can safely say, hey, this is something I've been wanting to try, or this is this fantasy I've had since I was younger, do a systems check, people. Because maybe all you have is great sex, or maybe you have something so much deeper, but you're afraid to share your, your intimacy, into me I see, with the people around you, the people who should know, your partners, your lovers, people who can hold the space for you in those moments. And so I got to give mad props to that mom because I would like to think if I had been faced with the same opportunity and a chance for growth for me and my kid that I'd have made the same choice. And so if you, have a, if you want to talk about this and you want to get in the Facebook group, let's talk about it because our kids are growing up faster than we think and they're growing up faster than we even can think. All right, people, here's the deal. Coming up very, very soon is going to be another Boundaries, Agreements, and Rules class and I couldn't think of a better show to attach this to. Be sure to get in the Facebook group, and I will be announcing the dates. It'll be online for those people who are not local to me, but it will be in person for the people that are. And as I get out of here, get in that Facebook group. I want to hear what you think about today's show. Today, tomorrow, and every single day, nothing changes for me ever, 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 ever. I still love you, but you have to love you first. And that is always, always, always an inside job. You've been listening to Sex Unshamed. Unshaming sex. Unshaming sex. We hope you had your tissues ready. (laughs) Did you have fun? We know we did. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. And we'll see you next time. Pervert. Pervert.